Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Cody May of Sheridan Street, and they're an agency that serves full-time and experienced real estate agents and teams to attract leads, to generate appointments, and to nurture leads for life. Hey, Cody, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Oh, so welcome. So can you just expand a bit more on, on that introduction about you know where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you serve? Yeah, we, you know, like I think you said it perfectly. We serve full-time and experienced real estate agents all across North America, helping them do three things really well, fill the funnel, uh, nurture leads for life, uh, set appointments with our uh, inside sales agent teams where we hire, onboard, train, retain a uh, inside sales assistant. Uh, just super passionate about what we do. Um, you know, we have a clear vision for where we're headed over the next 10 years. It's been a rocky road getting here, uh, you know, like doing real estate, getting out of real estate, uh, you know, coming back to real estate, trying to figure out how to, you know, better serve agents and teams at a really high level. But uh, kind of my backstory is like, I have 10 years experience in telecom managing teams. I pivoted in 2018 to, uh, uh, to really start my own agency. We were a video marketing production company in the beginning. We pivoted uh, near the pandemic, uh, right, right around the time we had joined Cat Howell's program as well. We pivoted to kind of go all in on uh, on marketing and you know mm. advertising. And we've just kind of built our agency over the last couple of years uh, around the core fundamental that we just want to help more people ha- make a larger impact and just do some really cool things with some cool people. Nice. Love that. And from you talking earlier about, you know, the niche, you know, dropping in, dropping out. It's yeah. there's going to be an awful lot of agency owners and, and studios listening that um, we've all been told, niche down, you need to, you know, the, the riches are in the niches, as yeah. the Americans say. And yeah. it's, how has your relationship been with that, being hitting a niche and then changing and, and yeah. pivoting? Was it a squirrel moment or was it a purposeful redirection? Oh, it was totally a squirrel moment. <laughs> it was uh like it, it was a like when when Kat told me to niche down uh in 2019 and like same with Stan, like I'm like I just listened like I didn't I didn't know much about the marketing space back in 2019 I knew a little bit I was we were freelancing we were running some ads but I didn't really understand on a deep level like effective copywriting I didn't like I just didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know so mm. I, I just listened to what they said and I did it I'm like I guess we're gonna go all in in real estate and I learned the space a little bit. Uh, but we were still working with other clients. We were still taking on mm-hmm. whatever we could in order to to make money. And uh, I think I was dabbling in the beginning with real estate. Like we were still working with other clients because we still had other clients coming to us. And I think a lot of it came down to brand and messaging and 
who we were. Like back then, our 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 company name was Studio PTBO. So we were getting, and our tagline was "Tell Your Story." So I was getting a lot of other um, other businesses coming our way, and we would take them on if we felt like we could help them. And um, the the real estate agents we were working with um, at the time, we were mainly providing leads, and you know everyone and their mother was doing leads, and we. Um, we like, you know, I moved away because I'm like from that, like, I think at first I had actually, we started hiring ISAs. That was kind of like our, like the next uh, evolution of our business. But then um, after that, I kind of moved out of the, I, like I, I moved, I tried to jump from niche to niche, trying to find the right one that felt good to me. So we did high ticket coaches for a little while. We worked with some roofing companies. Uh, some so sorry, companies. just jump in there. What, yeah. what was it that you were looking for? What did you know at the time what it was? Oh, did I know at the time what it was? Um, I no, I don't think I did. I like, you know, just be truthfully honest. I think that I was chasing a dollar number. I was definitely mm -hmm. like, I was definitely very numbers focused. Like I'm like, I want to do, I had this like goal to do a hundred thousand dollars a month. I'm like that would like that for me. And I think a lot of agencies can relate to that where it's like, if we just get a hundred thousand dollars a month, life will be better. Um, you know, quickly realize if I that. can just, yeah, then yeah, oh, exactly. what a statement that is, right? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, and it's it's funny looking back because I don't really think that we know we really understand until we look back. Uh, but looking back at it, I'm like, I I really like you know I realize now that it was like we, I was chasing I was chasing money really at the end of the day. I'm like well, I wanted to make more money and nothing wrong with that. I that was just the that was just my focus. My focus mm -hmm. was a hundred thousand dollars a month. I'll do whatever I can. Um, in order to make that kind of a reality. So um, I did the math uh, like with a lot of these, because like, again, like a lot of the stuff we were doing was very customized back then. It wasn't, mm -hmm. we, we didn't have really a systematic approach to everything. And I didn't know a whole lot about real estate. Like I didn't go as deep as I am in the space now where I think I kind of knew, I thought I knew real estate agents, but looking back on what I knew about the industry, like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about the industry. Like I was mm. just, I was so surface level with them. I didn't understand their pain points. I didn't understand why they were asking questions they were asking. Um, I just didn't understand it. And I, I didn't empathize with their situation. And once I met like my current partner and my uh, now, like who's ran a really successful brokerage, it brought me back to the realization that like, I just like, I didn't just didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I did, I wasn't able to effectively speak to them, which therefore they weren't buying from me because I didn't understand, mm. I didn't understand so their pain points. So with, with that aspect, with the, the relationship aspect, so not, not quite knowing enough about your avatar, your client, your customer, um, what, what impact did that have on the relationships, you know, before, during, and at the end of a, um, engagement? Um, I think that it was very transactional in nature and like mm -hmm. we like we were trying to create an experience in the midst of a transactional approach because mm -hmm. like because we didn't understand the pain points and because we weren't able to effectively communicate with them and understand what what was important to them we were unable to create a program that resonated with them so it wasn't really mm -hmm. until we started working with Sharon that I'm like, Oh, like even our, in our messaging on the front end, I'm like, Oh, this is what, if I say this, this is what they think. Cause I was thinking like an agency owner. I was not thinking like a real estate agent. I was thinking like an agency owner, like even using terms like revenue, like they don't understand what that is. 
they're 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 real estate agents. Like they mm. don't use revenue terms. They use you know GCI, gross commission low income. They use words like production in order to identify the money that they've actually made or the money that they've collected. Um, they just it was a totally different industry that I just didn't know how to speak. Which therefore mm. the relationship when we would get on calls with them, I I was relying rather like I was kind of the outsider looking in. And they never, I don't think they ever really trusted me from a marketing perspective because I didn't really understand the industry lingo, or I didn't really understand the, how to communicate in their language effectively enough. Was it more that you, you were holding your space as the agency owner, the expert in lead generation, in bringing in clients? So you were holding this space where this is who I am. This is what we're good at in a, yeah, in, in a good way, of course, but yeah they then just didn't quite accept you just what there was some kind of resistance there yeah i think there was definitely a resistance for sure i think that like it definitely dictated our prices at the time too um mm. because we weren't able to effectively communicate to them our value and we weren't able to co effectively communicate to their their leads why they like why they should work like you know th things like you know creating an irresistible offer like just didn't know didn't understand it um I think that it definitely impacted the relationship in the beginning, but I think that the relationship in the beginning of our business was more built around in the beginning. It wasn't as hard because it was more built around like me because it was just me and a couple freelancers like working mm -hmm. with us, like subcontractors. So it was like, it, it became more difficult as I, as I started to try to remove myself from the client operation. So as we started to grow I, and we would have like an account manager. And if I wasn't involved in the strategy to kind of build a relationship, because uh, I, I wasn't like I, because I didn't really understand the industry, it was hard for me to effectively communicate to the, the people that were serving the client that this is why we're doing what we're doing. Sure. So it was a trickle down effect uh, to everyone that was kind of in our ecosystem working with us at the time. Nice. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the irresistible offer. Now, for you, what was the what was the pivot point, and how did you then start to, and how were you able to create that irresistible offer? Yeah, like you know, I think obviously, like for for us, like really reading hundred million dollar offers by Alex Mosey was really a big like eye opener for me. I had already started thinking about irresistible offer, uh, but when I read that book and being connected with Sharon, like understanding on a deeper level the the avatar that they're trying to reach, help me better create an offer. Like for example, mm. right now, like we, there, there's a core fundamental belief that we hold. Like a lot of, a lot of this comes from like Sharon's beliefs about like real estate, like that every buyer, whether they're buying a million dollar home or a $10 million home, they want a deal. So we launched different programs like deal of the week, for example, that essentially highlighted a new home that was a deal in the marketplace. So it's like, it's like the, our fundamental beliefs about real estate began to dictate the types of programs that we were creating. So like, you know, deal of the week was one or like, you know, coming up with like recently we came up with a, uh, an offer where, um, you know, it, it, it give you an example. Like, so we're running an offer right now where we tested kind of a generic offer against, uh, three, you know, your first month mortgage payment on us. And guess what one is performing better, the generic one or the first month mortgage payment, the first month mortgage payment, because people are like, I'm going to save $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 in the first month. So you're paying the person to acquire the client. Like we as agency owners get that, but helping real estate agents understand that there has to be some sort of high value exchange 
and the 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 benefit of moving forward with them needs to outweigh the mm. risk. Like being able to effectively communicate that in in real estate terms, not marketing terms, because I understand the real estate agent now. Like I understand that they want maximum amount of output for with a limited amount of work. Now mm-hmm. I can effectively communicate that better, but I didn't understand that. Like I used to say, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? Where now it's like my tonality and my word choice has changed. Yeah. It's allowed me to effectively communicate A, with the client, but B, with my team so they can uh, communicate better with the client. So that came just through, a lot of it came through me just sit, like recognizing that I didn't have all the answers. And just kind of humbling myself almost a little bit where it's like, I remember Alex Hermosi saying this a while back. It's like, you know, a lot of people niche hop and they hop from niche to niche because they just, they're, they're not that good. And that like, that really hit me. I was like, oh, damn. You're like, like damn, just, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh oh. I'm, like, I'm, I'm hopping from niche to niche because I haven't been able to figure out real estate. So there, therefore I go to another niche. And maybe I'm just not that, not as good of a marketer as I think I am. And it just, it was a humbling moment where I'm like, if I, like, why can all these other people make this niche work? And I can't, maybe I'm mm. just not like, maybe I'm not as good as I need to be right now. And that was kind of a real big eye opener to towards. And then that's, that's what launched the personal development side of me, where it's like, am I the person that I need to be? And this is a, even a realization I've had within the last like eight weeks. Am I the person I need to be in order to have the business I want? And, Mm. uh, you know, eight weeks ago, the answer was no. (laughs) So like, you know, and through being around people that like, you know, that are, you know, doing high performing things and being around people that are, you know, have been where I want to go, like Sharon Srivatsa, uh, you know, my mentor, just realizing like how he operates his day to day is a lot different than how I operate my day to day. And it's like, if I like, he said to me a little while ago that like, I asked him the question, like, how do ordinary people become extraordinary? And he said, they raise their minimum standards. And that was very profound for me because I realized there was a lot of per- things I was doing in my personal life that wasn't high performing and then therefore impacted my professional life. And I didn't, mm, I, was, I was never able to understand that the two were intertwined. Everything is so connected. So you can be excelling at certain areas of your business or your life. But if you have some stragglers, as we call them, that you don't see the connection, it can, so it's a weight, it's an anchor that continues to drag on the surface. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I didn't understand that. And I worked with Bren Burchard's uh, team for a year. So Mm -hmm. kind of a defining moment in my business um, was 20, it was literally a month before the pandemic in 2020. I went to a Brendan Burchard conference and he said to me a lot of, he said to the, to the group that was there, a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling because they don't automate enough. They don't delegate enough. They don't remove enough non-animal activities in order to get ahead. And I was like, oh man, I'm doing this all wrong. I'm trying to take on everything. And it, and it sent me like, and I, I ended up working with a high performance coach for a year in, in, I think it was in 21, I worked with a high performance coach. And I, that's when I started my journey towards like understanding that I was all professional and I had no personal goals. I had none. It was all professional. Like every, like every week I would get on the phone with her name was Betsy. She was my coach for a year. I got the phone. I would talk about professional and she would try to Mm. steer me towards the personal. Like, what are your personal goals? Like, and I was like, I don't really have any. And it took me a solid year to like really understand that the two were intertwined. And it really wasn't like, 
like, and I've said this at a post recently that in 2022, I really felt like I rode the coattails of the growth that I experienced in 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. And I felt lost in 2022. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what excited me. Uh, there were days I would wake up being like, what if I just crashed mm-hmm. this all to the ground and started over again? And, um, you know, that those were, those were interesting days. Um, and it really wasn't until like we started travel. I started traveling Latin America with a good friend last year and, uh, you know, started to do a lot more journey life searching about like, what do I want? Like, why do I not feel motivated or inspired to actually wake up and, and actually want to do things other than just work? Like what, like, what am I even working for? Like, and I, and I like through like, and I I'd let myself go over the last couple of years because like I had this and or mentality where it's like, I can't have, I can't have a thriving business. I would, I would speak this to myself. I can't have a thriving business and, you know, work out two hours a day. I like, I would tell myself that subconsciously. And I, I realized that it was subconscious, but I was speaking that to myself and therefore I was doing it. And it wasn't really till eight weeks ago that like, literally my, one of my good friends, like Vikram was like, you need to get your shit together. And I was like, okay, like, what does that mean? Like, you know, and just really starting to understand that like so much of like my personal life was like, just kind of pushed to the side. And I was like, and I was living very uh, surface level with people, like even Mm. people that I, like I trusted that were uh, near to me. Uh, I was living very surface level level because every conversation revolved around business. And it was really interesting. It was like coming back to Santa Monica last week. And one of my friends, Ginny, uh, we had, a, we had this really crazy conversation about like, where did we feel the most, where do we feel the most happy? And she just sold her business. She exited it. And she, um, she doesn't want to talk about business. Like she wants to, she's, she's on a life journey right now. And we chatted for like half an hour uh, from downtown LA to, to Santa Monica, just about life and about spirituality and about who we want to be as people and what excites us, what motivates us. And at the end, she's like, honestly, Cody, I feel, I haven't really felt like I've, kn- I've known you, known you up until this conversation today. And I like, it, and it, like, it clicked in me. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, people don't feel like they know me because I'm not, I'm not sharing the other sides of me that like, like people very close to me know, but like Mm. people I trust, I wasn't. And, and that was holding me back from even like relationships with my team, like on a deeper level, because the same conversation that happened with Jenny happened with my chief operating officer, where she's like, I just don't feel like, you know, anything about me. And I'm like, Oh, damn. Like, so okay. we, I think this is what everything you just described there. I think so many people go through. I relate to that story about yeah. being so focused on work, so focused on this. We can't do this. You can't do this. Um, that was a, a tough time. And I, we talked to an awful lot of people who have gone through that. And it's like, it comes from a good place. We, It's from, yes. I want this to succeed. I want my clients to succeed. I'm building this, this legacy for, for my family. I'm doing all this, but you lose a part of yourself along the way. Yeah. So it sounds like you are oh, so fresh and new into this new, new side of, yeah. of your journey, of your life. Um, I, I would just love to just shine a light quickly on that that angle because with so many people being caught 
or maybe not even aware that they're doing this. Um, for you, has it been a, a, where's the struggle with this transition? Where's the, ah, oh, the glory in it? Because it's got to be, you know, different sides of the same coin, right? Mm. Struggle. We'll start there. Um, the struggle is it doesn't come naturally to me at all. Like it, it, it I, I genuinely have to work on it daily. And for me, like the only way I can think about it, I have to think about it like with KPIs. That's like, for me, that's like how I've been able to unlock it. Like at the beginning of the year, my CEO is like, we're going to set personal goals. We're going to set professional goals and we're going to review them weekly. And like, we broke the two apart. So for me, the struggle has been, none of this comes easy. None of this comes simple. Mm. Um, Business talk comes super easily to me. For me to go deep with you, um, I have to set intention that we're going to have a conversation because like none of this comes easy. Like I, like, this is like being vulnerable with people, um, you know, opening up to people. I know that in my head, I want to help more people, but like, I just, it, none of this comes naturally to me. So yeah. like you said, like you, you don't even know that you don't do it. Like I didn't even realize I wasn't doing it for two years. I just wasn't aware. I had no yeah. idea. Like I thought that a lot of these people loved and respected me and they do, but they do from a business perspective, they don't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. and that was kind of an eye-opener like where I'm like huh and a lot of it came back to like when I work did work with Brendan for a year like they, they the Brendan's team they really did help me push outside of my comfort zone and do you know do things for other people and I think I've always done things for other people but at a surface level like you know it's like hey I'm providing uh I'm providing you pay every every two weeks like you know like you you know like that that was the um that was the extent of the relationship. Um, yeah, as you said was- before, it was transactional, right? Just one thing yeah. you just, I just want to touch upon what you just said there, and it's so perfect that before we were speaking about your niche and understanding, and it's the same stuff, but it's a different way of talking. So it's getting the right terminology, same concepts, different terminology. Whereas when you're looking at your personal life, oh my gosh, this is the same thing. It doesn't come naturally. If you put it into KPIs, if you put it into business talk, so it's yeah. the same thing. It's putting the marketing concepts into um, real estate agent talk. It's putting yeah. mindset and personal stuff into business talk. I yeah. love the way this is the synergy and it's the same, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just the goal setting for me. Like, you know, it's like, I'm, I know my, I, I, I've come in touch with like enough self-awareness over the last like couple of years that like realizing mm-hmm. that how I thrive. And like, that's also with like my, like in 2022, like I think I had goals set with my coach in 21 and 2022. I had like, I was more in a group coaching program. So like mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, I didn't have, per- I had company objectives, but I didn't have personal objectives. And like, I, I didn't have anything that I was working on that I could personally move the needle on myself that I could look at the end of the year and be like, I accomplished this. And that's why I wrote the post the other day uh, about like how I felt lost in 2022. Uh, and I kind of like just shared my personal and professional goals with the world because this is like, has been really the first year in my business career where I've sat down and said, these are the things that are going to happen this year. The 100K I would say to all my team, we're going to have hundred K we're going to have hundred K. And then we did hundred K and it's like, I kind of got there and I was like, well, that was cool. That was fun. <laughs> like, like, but like now it's yeah. more of like, you know, it's like, 
now, now it's more of a KPI for me to look at weekly, to work towards becoming a better version of myself, because I want to be able to look back in 10 years and be like, I did everything I could possibly do in order to provide for my future family, my future wife, uh, to be, become like a high quality man uh, now so that when the universe does, and it's funny how the universe works. Like, it's like you start speaking these things into existence and then these things just happen to, and you, and you track them, like you do actions. Uh, you mm. know, uh, my mentor, Sharon consistently says that, you know, um, focus drives action. So focus drives momentum, momentum drives action, action drives results. And, uh, and, and I understand that now I understand that on a deeper level that, personal and professional, I need to be able, I need to be working towards something. And that's just what drives me is like being able mm. to work towards the better version of myself. Perfect. So with that, this is the year of vulnerability. This is the year of being able to, to speak that. And yeah, I'm completely with you where there's no such thing as coincidence. These things don't exist. No. They, everything pops up for a reason. It's, mm. it's kind of magical and a sort of nod and a wink from from the universe right it is yeah it totally is like it we it's funny like we write things down and i chat about them weekly and like it's like it, it's so funny like we like one of our goals is to create one strategic partnership a month with somebody and like um there was a crazy opportunity that just kind of landed in my lap where with like a pr company that we worked with a couple of years ago that reached out to us and said hey we know you have a bunch of real estate agents. We're trying to break into the real estate space. If we were to give you access to PR, uh, would you be able to like, you know, like would be able to, uh, you know, work with your list? I'm like, absolutely. What kind of PR we're we talking about? Well, I, oh, I just got you featured in Business Insider. Okay, well, that's a great partnership. You know, like let's mm -hmm. do that. It's it serves our clients because we know our clients need PR, uh, and it serves us like it gets us PR. Like I was literally just interviewed yesterday for business insider. And that was like one of my intentions that I had put out this year. And like it, one of my good friends, Melissa, uh, we were sharing our, um, we're sharing our goals this year, like a personal and professional. And, uh, we kind of threw each other in our, in, in our notes on our phones, like, like here are our personal here, are professional, some things that I haven't shared with anyone, but we shared with each other. Mm -hmm. And she said to me something so profound, uh, this year, she said, you know, I'm trying not to call them goals this year. I'm trying to call them intentions because it's like, it's ultimately intention that I put into the thing that's going to make, that's going to allow the universe to come back and create. I obviously have to do things weekly, but uh, it just like, it, it made me realize that everything starts with like a, almost a mindset shift towards like actually creating the action where it's mm -hmm. like before it was like, I was trying to make the thing happen where now I'm trying to lean into what it feels like in order to have already see the thing accomplished and yeah. it just completely changed my perspective around, you know, the gym, around nutrition, around doing tough things. You know, we just, I just signed up for a half marathon, like a lot of things that I put on the back burner because I told myself last year that I couldn't have both. I couldn't have a healthy lifestyle and work, you know, and, yeah. and build a, a crazy big business. And it's like, I don't know what that was or like why that entered my head. Cause I, I'm still trying to unpack like why I believe that because I'm not in that mind frame anymore. Mm. Uh, but that's like, you know, as I unpack, you know, the last year, or even the last couple of years, that was really the belief that I had to break. 
there was really beliefs that I had to break that have broken within the last eight weeks for me. Sounds like a massive, massive eight weeks. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the way you're talking about goals as well, it's a goal you get there. It's like, yay, now yeah. what? Rather, yeah. if we can change that terminology, that perception of the goal, you said it goes towards intentions. I can subscribe to, to that terminology. Also, this whole thing is a journey. So it's not about the goal, the finish line. There is no finish line until we are in the ground. It keeps on going. Therefore, if we can push through, yeah, there's milestones. Yeah, there's there's things that you want to achieve and experience. Mm-hmm. Then, but you keep on going. So I think shifting that the perception and the way you engage around that is such a key point. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a mindset shift. Really, at the end of the day, it's been a it's been a shift of like really there's been some, somebody said this recently to me um and honestly it was probably Sharon. he said there's really only two ways to change your life you either upgrade your environment or you upgrade the people that you allow in your environment to, that have the ability to speak into your life and i think i've done both of those things you know i've upgraded my environment over the last year mm-hmm. i've been able to travel a lot in america with some really cool people but I've also really watched who is allowed to speak into my life uh, in, in, in a way that has to align with the goals I've created for myself, the future version of myself. I want to be better, um, not just like from a business perspective, but from a mm. life perspective. I think I'm a lot, and you and I were chatting about this earlier, where it's like, uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned that uh, Katie ha- was like more on the spiritual side of things, where it's like, that was something I was not open to at all. Like, you know, me and Melissa were having a conversation with a bunch of friends over the weekend um, because she's more spiritual as well. Mm. And like, I was not open to any of that stuff. Like I was like, like, I just wasn't like, um, I mean, I've chatted with like other friends about this as well. I'm like, I just was not open to it. And, and it wasn't until like, I started to lean into like kind of a shift in mindset that I'm like, okay, maybe I am more open to this spiritual side of life deeper yeah. than I thought I was uh, just because I didn't understand it. And that, because I didn't understand it, I didn't subscribe to the fact that this, there could be a spiritual element to this. But the more I, mm-hmm. the more I started talking to wealthy people and people that were successful, they all had this spiritual side to them that I just didn't understand. But I'm I, I'm saying more open to that that uh, subscription now, if you could say. Yeah, we we were talking offline about the duality of this, the the yeah. science and the woo. These both come together. I mean, I've been through exactly what what you're going through now. Yeah, five years ago, I was all hustle. It was if I can get my studio, my agency to grow, hustle, work through, just work harder. This meditation therapy journaling—that's for girls. I don't need that. I can just press through. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So in that mindset, as an awful lot of people were, especially yeah. um, you know, in England, it's it's America is much more well received to this angle. Um, so being a guy, I just that's what I need to do, press through until I realized, and as you said, subscribed to it, understood it, allowed it, and realized, ah, this makes things so much better. Um, but also holding space for that, that forgiveness that it's okay that I made mistakes. It's okay that I wasn't allowing of that or seeing both sides. 
Um, so not only change, but I think holding that forgiveness is a key point to being able to go through this process, or at least that's what I found. Yeah, I, I exactly the same thing. Like, you know, it's, it's been a matter of like, like, I think I'm just more open to it now, which is like, I wasn't open to it at all before. Yeah. And it, it's, I think, you know, the openness towards it has, has definitely made a massive difference. Awesome. Cody, hey, it's been so amazing to talk through your journey, especially what you're going through right now. Um, thank you for sharing all your business about niches, about business. Um, it's been so enjoyable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Ah, you're welcome. If people want to find out a bit more about you and what, what you guys do, where can they find you? Uh, honestly, probably easiest place is Instagram. That's kind of where I publish the majority of my content. It just search, uh, the handle is at C-O-D-M-A-Y. Just search Cody May on Instagram and that'll bring you to all the links there. Awesome. Well, Cody, again, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.